Episode number 26 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. I am your co-host, Mark Blankenship, and with me, as always, is the spectacular. that's a word I just made up to describe her, Sarah D. Bunting. Hello, I am spectacular. It's fall, <laughs> after all, and mama needs boots. <laughs> and I want to take a moment to acknowledge yet another new theme song. That's our second in a row, listeners and germs, ladies and gents. Uh, this one also comes from the dynamic duo <laughs> of Laura Barger and Jack Baldelli. And their craft work realness is something that speaks deeply to my machine-tooled heart. And I want you, in case you only listened to it once, to go back and listen to that theme again because... Laura's ethereal background vocals underneath her weird British speech uh, are really a thing of beauty and joy. Transmastus Express. Love it. <laughs> exactly. So we do thank them so much for creating this week's theme and last week's theme. And of course, you'll be hearing those themes again in the future. But now, speaking of themes, we have a bit of a theme in our song selections for today. And that theme was brought to you by Sarah. So Sarah, please do tell us what we'll be discussing today. Well, as I said before, it is uh, autumn, or we are on the verge of autumn, and uh, our thoughts turn naturally at this time of year to pumpkin spice lattes, cozy cardigans, and uh, hip-hop ladies who would (laughs) like you to know that while your man is neither all that nor even a single chip, she could still take him off you. Like, no problem. Um, Actually, that has nothing to do with fall. That is a feeling for all seasons. Yes. And my... I wanted to do a salt and pepper song, and I wasn't sure which one. uh, So naturally, I had to listen to this whole album again, which I absolutely lived for. In college, I borrowed uh, a friend of mine's cassette and like basically pretended that I'd lost it so that I wouldn't have to give it back to her. <laughs> lived in my car. Um, she knows now. I listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she's a professor of history at Georgetown now. Like, I kind of love that this is who I got this uh, critical tape in my audio development from. Um, also, I just said tape, kids, ask your parents. Um, Salt and Peppa's I'll Take Your Man is, first of all, it uses a little sample from Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes, which I think amazing. is amazing. And it is so gloriously petty. Like, in the break that we're about to hear, I'm going to play a snippet, but the, there's this little, like, gasp in the middle She's so mad that this basic bitch shit-talked her emceeing that she can't even do her breathing correctly for the rap. <laughs> and she's like, oh, and by the way, you suck. Uh, yeah, it's really great. Let's listen to a little bit of it now. Repeat here. I don't want to seem to be so damn mean, but you're the hippiest critter I ever seen. Before I got on the stage, you wish me good. 
They all come in at the end, like, you know I can. I'll take your hand. Like the other <laughs> two were like, us too. We got this. Um Yeah, this is really like a lot of the songs on this album sound a little bit um not basic in the like basic bitch sense, but like it's like that old school mid eighties hip hop where like it really wasn't as much about the beats and the production and stuff right. like that. And it was much more, there was much more um, focus on the storytelling and that this is sort of like, I don't know who is being called out here, but this is like, you know, old school Saturday night garage rap battle. Right. Before everything turned into like, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, Jimmy Fallon lip sync rap battle. There isn't. I love it. But this is a this is sort of like a much more um, not sincere because that's like unnecessarily I don't know like it's too judgy towards what's going on now in hip hop right. or what came in in the nineties but it's definitely like a little closer to the shoulder of the road I would say and I feel like that songs like this and just hip hop from this era are all from the time before hip hop became a business. Yeah. And it's like, there's not, nobody has any legacy to worry about. There aren't any real ancestors to worry about because salt and pepper were there. They didn't, who, who, who was salt and pepper going to have to live up to in the, you know, th they were the one, they were the first really in so many ways. So there's just something really relaxed and not global in the thinking about this type of rap music that I find really fun. Yeah. And there's, there's also something about, you can tell, like, they definitely were pioneers for women in hip-hop and just in pop, mm -hmm. I feel, because mm -hmm. they, I mean, this, and it's still, I think, really a man's world. And certainly the other artists that we're going to talk about was notable, I feel like, in part, in no small part, because she was a woman and because she played the bass and that was like big deal outside of like whatever grunge riot girls right but they never seemed they always seemed really like um p like powered by it like inspired by the the fact that it was like kind of just them out there right in their giant bomber jackets i mean um, talk about professor duffelcoat yeah oh my god for real but they never seemed like weighed down by it they never seemed threatened by um like sexism or any of that they just seem like you know we're here to do a job right and the job is to make you shake your rump and we are good at that job and we are going to do it and they never seemed burdened like i think they saw everything as like opportunity and like 
they weren't afraid to take pride in themselves and it never was like this mantle of heaviness and struggle which i'm sure that was part of it but right. that was never in the music and i thought that was really cool they just seemed really like confident and free and that was something that i really needed in my life even if it was only like through the car stereo so yeah good you know times. that's such a great way of putting it that they're confident and free which is not not to say that they're not serious which is not to say right. that they don't have things on their mind but they're right i feel like there's this thing that has happened since the dawn of gangster rap where rappers aren't supposed to smile like yeah there's just you're not supposed to smile if you're serious about your craft as a rapper that there's and salt and peppa even in a song like let's talk about sex where they're really addressing some of the sexual hang-ups in this country they still feel like it still feels like they're smiling about it and that that they're confident enough to have fun makes mm-hmm. them a really makes them really stand out because obviously right like all of the more serious minded hip hop is also great but there's just something really specific and specifically uh, enjoyable about how how much fun these ladies are having and i think that what you said about it is exactly right well thank you i wish i had been a little more um organized in my thoughts but uh listeners are used to my uh rambling about <laughs> searching for that crumb of uh of meaning at the bottom of the bread box. Uh, Mark, in turn, was inspired to suggest our next song, um, just based on the subject matter of this song. Mark, tell us about it. Yes, yeah, so because we were talking about a song called I'll Take Your Man, I was reminded of Michelle Indegeacello's song, If That's Your Boyfriend, He Wasn't Last Night. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so let's be- before we without any further ado let's just listen to a snippet of that aggressively titled hit you say that's your boyfriend you say I'm out of line funny he said I could call him up anytime you could call me wrong say that I ain't right but if that's your boyfriend he wasn't last night I'm the kind of woman I'll do almost anything to get what I want I might play any little game call me what you like but you know what you should get just jealous cause he wasn't with you don't mean no harm I just like what I see and it ain't my Oh my god. This song I have loved this song for over 20 years. The bass line, of course, that she plays on this song is so funky. This song is so sexy. I love her deep, husky delivery of the rap. I love the weird little scream sound that gets looped right before the chorus. I love the taunting way that she sings, boyfriend, boyfriend, yes, I had your boyfriend, like she's on some sort of giant playground and all the hoes are watching as she does double dutch on this bitch's face i love Uh, the lyrics uh. to this song there's a there's a lyric that comes later that i didn't put in this clip but it's um you upset because you one stuck up bitch maybe he needed a change a switch and who am i not to oblige especially if the man is fly and i'm just like yeah oh my god i just cocky and fabulous and you know again 
best revenge is your paper to go back to something I said last week. Uh, this, th- there's just she wins. It doesn't matter who she was arguing with, Michelle De- Indiegacello, because she used this song to say it. She wins, girl. She wins. Yeah. And <laughs> I can't be the only one who would just mutely hand over any and all boyfriends, public and private, to Michelle if she thought they were cool enough to steal from me in the first place. I'd be like, <laughs> guys, 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 guys. Michelle stole my boyfriend. You guys, wait, wait, no, seriously, she did. That's actually really true. You know what? I'm really cool because I had a man stolen by Michelle and Diggy. Chalo! <laughs> I mean, it's not nothing. That's all I'm saying. It's not nothing. And there's something about this song that's like, when did this come out? 93? Uh, early 90s, 93-ish, somewhere in there. I, there, I feel like there was a lot of like early to mid 90s hip hop like i guess far side is part of this us3 is part of this where they're like putting in a lot of jazz elements in a way that makes oh, yes. me like both things diggable planets more yes yes diggable planets um and this i haven't i don't think i've heard the rest of this album since it came out but we definitely used to bug out to this so we were getting ready to go out on the weekends and um yeah, like you get to the end of college and like the inc- the incestuousness of the drama is really reaching peak like soap opera by the time you're like second semester senior. So <laughs> we had stolen a few of each other's boyfriends by that point. Yeah. So yeah, we, we enjoyed this song, but this was also this, I associate that um, that sound really strongly with that time because there were a lot of artists doing that like plugging in like big band samples um a lot of saxophone that didn't sound as like chintzy as like cnc music factory would make it sound it wasn't that right. like whatever saxophone at the fern bar it was like old school jazz saxophone and uh yeah she can really play and she's in her super white tank top and you know what take him you're right <laughs> and i'll just say this i don't know what they put in the lipstick that she uses in this music oh video. God. But her lips are incredible. They're like really shiny, but also really dark. And it's just like, yep, sure. Yeah, there's like absolutely um, Grace Jones thing happening. Yes. And I'm and here you know for it. And um, if I lose a boyfriend, it's worth it. So be it. And what's so interesting is that now... Uh, Michelle Indiegacello, even from the start of her career, even at this time, was openly bisexual. I she's been I think she's married to a woman now. Like she so it's interesting that her sort of breakthrough song was about stealing a boyfriend because I'm now I'm sure she's stolen a girlfriend or two. And uh I do want to say that for those of you who don't know And that her, just underlines the theme of like you know, I I didn't really want this platter, but you left it unattended, so And I just had to I'm do what I had to do. Yeah. Who am I not to oblige, especially if the man is fly? Thank you. And I guess he could afford a fila suit. (laughs) Or maybe he would just borrow one from these ladies. They've probably Uh got a few hanging out in the closet, so to speak. As they should. What? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just got that. I'm slow. (laughs) If that's your reference, if that's your reference, if that's your reference, you'll get it tomorrow. A change, a switch. I'm gonna tell my son to grow up pretty 
Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is created by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. To request a song or sound off about a tune yeah. we've already discussed, you can tweet us at TalkSongs, email us at TalkAboutSongs at gmail.com, or find and like us on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Mastas.podcast. And if you'd like to buy an ad or special message for a listening loved one, we welcome you. Just email us at TalkAboutSongs at gmail for all the details. Also, subscribing or leaving a glowing review on iTunes or the podcast service of your choosing helps us grow and it makes us feel great. Until next week, I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And, and this, this is, is Mark, Mark and Sarah, Sarah Talk, talk About, about Socks. Good enough, sister! listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.